Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. It's a special edition of our show. We're taking a break from our monthly open reading to have a conversation with the judges of our currently running poetry contest. It's actually the 14th year of our contest. And um, it's also kind of a special occasion when we do this show every year because when we launched the Poetry Superhighway live uh, show, it was actually with this conversation with the contest judges uh, five years ago. So this is actually the fifth time that we're we're doing this. It's the anniversary of Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, very uh, happy to have you listening and very happy to have the judges of our poetry contest uh, online with us as well. We'll be getting to them in just a minute. Uh, but first, uh, a little bit of information about the contest. Um, as I mentioned, this is our 14th year doing this particular contest. Um, if you are considering entering, which is a fantastic idea, uh, you can get all the information on how to do so on the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Click on 2011 Contest. Or if you send an email to guidelines at poetrysuperhighway.com, those guidelines will be uh, emailed to you automatically. But uh, the basic idea is, and it's it's kind of a, a fair for everyone contest, um, is that it's a $1 per poem entry free. You fill out the uh, entry form online, you uh, email your poems, and you also pay the entry fee via PayPal or via a check, and the information on how to do that is in the guidelines and all the specific uh, uh, details on how to format your poetry and where to send it to, etc. Um, as soon as I get your entry fee, um, the poems are then sent with your names removed to the judges who score them uh, on a scale of zero to five using quarter point intervals. At the end of the contest, which will happen in October, the uh, basically the highest scoring poems win. Um, if there's a, a, a tie round, which, which typically there is, there's a shorter second round of scoring to figure out exactly who the top three scoring poets are, and, and then that's it. And we will announce the winners first in another broadcast of Poetry Superhighway Live on Sunday, October 16th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. So mark it on your calendars and uh, and get ready for that exciting event. So um, I have with me the uh, three judges of the contest, and uh, these folks are, um, uh, are the people who happen to win last year's contest, which is our tradition here at Poetry Superhighway. Every year, we invite the top three scoring poets who've won the contest to be the judges of the uh, of the subsequent contest. So on the line, I have with me um, the third place winner. I hope, Kathleen, are you on with us? Yes, I'm here. Uh, welcome. Welcome aboard. Um, I want to uh, publicly apologize, by the way, to you for for uh, getting your name wrong in uh, in last week's uh, uh, email. I, I was doing some quick typing as opposed to cutting and pasting, and I, I, I put the wrong last name for you. I'm seriously embarrassed, and so I'd like to give an apology to the millions of people who are undoubtedly listening to this broadcast at this time. <laughs> It's thanks, not a problem. And, I'll, I'll and, remember it if I need an, an alias. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that it might come in handy. So um, Kathleen took uh, third place in last year's contest, and she's with us. Um, the person who took second place in last year's contest is also on the line, um, uh, Chris Emerson. Hi, Chris. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, so you're good. you're on you're on the road, is that right? I'm on the road. I just uh, I just pulled off, so I can. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I stopped into a Hooters for the first time and and found that <laughs> was much much too loud. So I'm I'm on my way into the bar of a Hilton, and uh, that's going to be a lot more congenial, I think, for chit chatting with you, with all you wonderful people. Probably we we typically do conduct poetry superhighway business in in the closest Hooters location to wherever we are, uh, and it allows us to, allows us to get a lot of other things done as well. So, uh, but but if you think the the Hilton Bar would be better for this, that's fine too. Well, welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Um, also also with us is uh, Nick uh, Patrone. Did I pronounce your last name right there, Patrone? That's it. 
Oh, fantastic. Um, who who took first place in last year's contest. Really glad to have you with us, Nick. What's happening, Rick and and millions? <laughs> yes. I I don't have the millions um uh, dialed up right now, so you won't hear their response, but I'll have them I'll have them directly email you with their response to that, uh, Nick. So, um uh Kath- Kathleen and Chris are both from LA, which is uh, probably I think the first time we've had two winners from from LA in one year, so that's pretty cool. And Nick, you're from Syracuse, which is uh I think the coolest thing in the world because my family comes from Syracuse and I I lived there for for 6 years and as a matter of fact, I was just in Syracuse about 2 weeks ago for about 2 hours where I I had a a veggie burger at at Zeb's. Yeah, two two winners from LA and only one from Syracuse. That that seems sort of suspicious, right? Not at all. Yes, well, I I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up, but um, <laughs> since I, I'm from LA too, you're you're suggesting that I possibly handpick the winners myself. But I assure you that's that's not what happened. And this was uh, you all were were randomly chosen, not randomly chosen. I I should say scored. Um, uh, by judges from completely different parts of the country, and and your uh, your in fact one person from from Ireland uh, last year as well, uh, and your your wins were all well deserved. So um, super glad to have you guys uh, on board with us for this particular show. Um, so first of all, I'm wondering um, if you could if you could each give some maybe some general info about yourself. We know where you live, but maybe what do you do for a living and and also how is it that you uh that you came to poetry? Um how about we start with uh Kathleen with you? Well, as you know already I live in LA and it probably will come as no great shock that I'm an English teacher and I've always loved poetry. I mean, I, I've written since I was a kid. I, I think one of the poems I, I absolutely loved the most when I was younger was In Memoriam by Tennyson. I used to, like, get up before school early to read that poem. And and so, you know, I've never tried to write like that, but I've always loved that. And I always loved poetry and always written. Yeah, uh, that's that's great. So, um, how how long have you been writing? Would you say? I I've always written. I mean, it's not like I woke up one day and said, "Oh, I'm going to be a poet, or I'm going to try to write, or I think that'd be a great idea." I just, you know, when I could write, I wrote. I mean, in, in grade school, middle school. Was it was there a point? What, was there a point? So you you just do it in general whenever you want to. What, was there a point when? Because um, uh, I know this is the case with me when um, I specifically wrote not for a school assignment, just for my own enjoyment. Was there a, a point like that that you remember, or is it is or have you been doing that as long as you can remember? Mostly, that's all I ever did was just write for myself. We didn't, I don't recall getting a whole lot of school um, poetry assignments. Hmm. Well, that's kind of a sad state of affairs right there, uh, um, but uh, th- that you didn't get a lot of school poetry assignments, that is. But um, All right, great. Well, um, let's move on to uh, to Chris. How about you? When wh- What do you do uh, in your life when you're not in, involved with poetry, and, and when did you come to poetry? Well, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, and I do that. That's my day job. That supports my poetry habit. <laughs> so uh, I do that, I, and I've been doing that for about uh, seven years. And uh, I guess one of the ways I started writing was I initially was um, a songwriter. And um, I came to Los Angeles to do that when I was 19, so I started writing lyrics. So I've been writing in some form or another for a long time for a long time so that's how I got started and then started writing poetry like a closet po- a closet poetry writer you know I couldn't come out of the closet I because I didn't I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know if it was any good and I didn't know if that was if it was kind of you know uh, socially acceptable to to try to do that so um, for about 20 years I was in the closet writing my poetry and then about two years ago now I started going to some local readings in Los Angeles and 
just I had to come out as a poet, and uh, that's what I did. So, so in the last uh, six months, I've just started to try to get published, and I've uh, for the last year and a half, I've been workshopping and and studying more seriously. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a a secret uh, a secret passion, and, and now I'm now I'm sort of just blasting out of the closet. Well, it's it's a brave step for sure, and and quite a coup, I guess, to to score so highly in last year's poetry contest as well. So new into your career as well. So, congratulations on that uh, as well. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, participating in readings in LA, you, you know I run one every single week uh, uh, here in Southern California that I that I believe I have yet to see you at. You do, you do. I, I'm still, I'm working up my courage. You know, I mean, a lot is expected now. So, uh, uh, yeah, coming out is a lifelong process, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Um, all right, Nick, what about you? Um, tell us what what you do for a living. Uh, we know you live in Syracuse, and and what's your history with poetry? Well, uh, sorry, let me uh, get a kick my son out of the room for asking politely to be quiet. You want to say hello to millions of people, Jack? There's actually only four people on the line, most likely. Um, I guess I have kind of a simple... Nick, are you with us? Yeah, she does. I'm sorry, Rick. Uh, I'm taking care of some family business. I guess uh, I sort of found a similar path as Chris. It sounded like, in some ways, I uh, really came to poetry through, through rock lyrics. You know, as a as a teenager, I really, I really dug the Doors and Jim Morrison, uh, uh, Pearl Jam, and you know Eddie Vedder's lyrics, which were popular at that time. That really got me excited about, um, you know, putting words together. And as I read about these guys and, and and other people, I sort of started to see the same influences uh, coming off. You know, everybody had read On the Road, and that sort of led me to the Beat Poets and you know, Arthur Rimbaud, and it just sort of exploded from there. Uh, I, I did join a band at one point and, you know, wrote some of the lyrics, and that was really some of my first um, serious writing. Oh, I look back and, you know, sort of cringe now. But uh, also it was really my only experience with uh, with publicly uh, performing uh, my poetry. I, I haven't really done any readings around town and, and stuff like that. Uh, but... Uh, I'm really excited about getting back into it in a semi-serious way after a decade of sort of uh, not really uh, taking it too seriously. Hmm. Well, um, it's it's interesting then uh, as well with you that uh, with you know at the point that you are that you would you would take first place in last year's contest. That's uh, also also quite a coup. Um, so congratulations on that, and, and glad to have all three of of you uh, with us. In, is there much going on in Syracuse with poetry? Um, you know, probably more than uh, than most people know. Uh, there's some uh, there's some really cool things going on in Syracuse uh, that are very very uh, low key. There's the uh, Downtown Writers Center. I think I talked a little bit about that last time I was on. Uh, but like I said, I don't go out and uh, and read my poetry. It's one of those things where I'm sort of uh, sort of working up to it. And uh, also, I've always been more about writing the poetry. Uh, I, I, I like to read and write poetry more than I do to, uh, to read it and perform it. Uh, maybe that will change somewhere along the way. But uh, at this point, I'm really happy to sit back and sort of uh, try to put together poems that are meaningful and, you know, hopefully other people will connect to as well. That's very cool. Well, I'm um, uh, certainly glad to have you with us. Um, I, I actually did read at the, the Writers' Center about two years ago uh, at, the, at the YMCA downtown, which was a strange experience for me because, uh, A, I'm from Los Angeles now, but the last time I was in at the YMCA in Syracuse, I was attending summer camp uh, at, at, at their uh, day camp, um, and I was probably about eight years old. So um strange trip back there to 
participate in a poetry reading. Um, all right, so you all participated in last year's contest, and I, I would love to, you know, for anyone listening, if you could share your your experience in that, in particular relative to to any other contest that you may may enter. I, I assume it was a positive experience since you you all won, but um, if you could, if you guys could answer. Uh, questions like, do you enter many contests? Was there anything different about the Poetry Superhighway contest that you could note, um, etc.? And also um, uh, the prizes, as as uh, as anyone may know who's who's listening, and, and certainly you guys know, one of the unique aspects of this contest is that every single person who enters gets a prize just for entering. And uh, this is uh, not because we have a huge huge prize budget. It's because there are a large number of generous people out there who donate items of particular interest to poets and writers, um, uh, books, magazine subscriptions, services, things like that. So I think right now there's uh, about 130 or 140 prizes which have been donated. Uh, So assuming we have you know, less than that number of people enter the contest. No matter what your score is, even if you score in last place, you will get some kind of uh, a prize of specific interest to poets and writers just for entering. So I'd, I'm curious if you guys remember what what you got uh, as well, um, and if you if you would mind sharing that. So, um, Chris, let's start with you this time. Uh, what's your experience with poetry contests? Well, I haven't entered. Very many. I've I've entered a bunch of chapbook contests uh, lately uh, over the last six months, um, and I think I got I think I think my ego got a little out of control after I took second in the poetry superhighway contest because I fully expected to win. Uh, uh, nothing's happened so far, but um, there's clearly uh, no, an injustice was, in the world. It, it's a terrible it's ter- it's a terribly unfair uh, world, which uh, I'm going to sit down and. And, and write about as soon as I get off this call. Um, but no, I haven't been a big a, a big entrant, uh, except for the chat books. And now I'm really focused in on putting together different different kinds of chat books. And and then uh, and I'm submitting for publication. This is not the re- in the realm of contest, but I'm really focused on submitting for publication uh, about uh, uh, to 25 or so different uh, different online and print journals. Uh, every three months or so. So that's really been the, the bulk of my uh, efforts. But no, this was great. I think it's a great thing that every single poet that submits gets gets some kind of a prize. Uh, and, and that was great. I, I mean, I, I got I got a really nice check for second place and uh, and um, a variety of, of uh, poetry-related items. Um, I can't be more specific at the moment, but uh, no, it's great. It was it was very generous, and I, and that's a unique uh, characteristic of this contest, which I think is fantastic. Cool. It's it's quite a lot of work to enter contests, in particular at the level uh, uh, that that you're talking about, or the frequency, I should say. I um, you know, I, I last week I made a point of of of, of submitting to I think three places, and it, and it had been a while since I'd done it, and it, and it's really a chunk of time to to get your work together and figure out what you haven't submitted to another place, and and make sure that you've you've got them all formatted in in the right guidelines for that particular you know publication or contest or whatever. So so the the number that that you're committed to submitting to is really quite quite impressive. Well, I've uh, I've decided I decided to take a plunge, and as we all know, poetry is so very lucrative that I had this extra money lying around, several mm-hmm. hundred dollars, uh, just laying around every month, nothing to do with it. So I, I decided to use a service to help me organize this, and uh, and that's been very helpful. So I'm going to be able to branch out and do this on my own. But I had to see I had to see the way it was done right, make sure the formatting's done right, figure out how you target publications and uh yeah, but it's even so it's 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 a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It certainly is. Um all right. So uh Kathleen, how about you? Um what's your experience with, with, with contests and, and this contest in particular and, and what, what prize do you did you get if you remember? You know, I I don't remember now. I, I do remember some like some really nice bookmarks and with some other poetry related things. But um one of the great things about the contest 
as Chris was just saying, was that, you know, everybody who enters gets something. I mean, usually what do you get? You get a rejection letter that Mm. everyone else except one person who entered the contest gets. So, and also um, this contest, it's very inexpensive. And, in fact, when you were given, I mean, a dollar poem, and when you were given the instructions, Earlier, I thought you said a dollar a pound. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, that is getting a price for scenery, but uh, hard, hard to judge. Um, yeah, I um, also send around. I, I send out stuff a lot, and I have a lot of. I'm sending out to a lot of chat books now, and I have a manuscript that I'm sending around to contests and. It is so competitive, and it costs so much money. I mean, it's like $25, twenty dollars, twenty-five. You know, anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five dollars just in one manuscript, and four of them, and you're at a hundred dollars. So it, it's tough, and I never win, but I, you know, I have had two books published just through other publishers, small publishers. Um, and journals. I, I just did a reading at Skylight Books, and hey, I'd be thrilled to come read at your format, but I, I read like a couple weeks ago at Skylight, so I like to read around Southern California. Well, but I'll be done. In huh? An hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's Nick talking bar, right? in the background, but, but please do continue. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was thrilled to have won this contest. You, you you know I enter a lot and you I rarely win. Well, uh, except in this case, so congratulations on that. And I'd love, ha- I'd love to have you at the uh, at the uh, at the Cobalt sometimes. So um, so we'll we'll talk about that. And the open reading certainly happens every week, and and anyone is invited to uh, to come to that uh, as well. Um, it would be interesting to uh, to charge a dollar per pound. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think you know people are probably out there weighing their poetry and, and trying right you know now, as we speak. <laughs> you know, thinner thinner uh, uh, paper stocks to to get more for their value. Uh, in terms of <laughs> but but let let's clarify, people. First of all, don't send in printed copies of your poems. Uh, uh, it's it's all online, um, and I always feel bad. Sometimes people send in printed copies of their poems. Uh, with their entry fee, and I, I immediately recycle them because, uh, of course, I'm I'm not going to retype everyone's poems to send them off to you. They have to be submitted electronically. But um, probably, I, I think, just my my tip on submitting anywhere to anything, whether it's a contest or um, uh, or a publication in print or online, is to read the entry guide, gu- guidelines carefully for that specific. Uh, a publication or contest and follow them to the letter. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating, I, I think, as an editor, um, w- w- except when someone you know doesn't follow the guidelines and you know they're they're set up not not uh, to to drive people crazy, but to help us manage the flow of incoming uh, work, which is always tremendous for for these kinds of things. So um, it's really the number one. Thing that you can do uh, besides sending in quality work is to follow the guidelines. They're they're slightly different for every every place that you send work into, and it's just it's it's very important to uh, to uh, do that. So uh, Nick, um, how about you? Do you do you enter many contests? What what was your experience with ours, and do you remember what what it is that you won? Uh, I was devastated. Uh, the judges picked the wrong poem. I had you know, really I had two great poems that I thought were just you know the, the, the greatest thing ever written, and I sort of threw in the the winning poem uh, at the last minute, and uh, apparently you know a couple of the judges liked it and uh, and it won. Uh, I don't enter that many uh, that many contests. I have begun to sort of get into the chapbook uh, contests, but uh, it really is difficult. Uh, during the school year to get much done. So essentially I'm a seasonal poet. This is the time of year that I really churn out a lot of poetry. This is the time of year that if I'm going to answer any contest or submit for publication, uh, I'll do it. Uh, But really um, the last few weeks uh, particularly, I've been working a lot on a prose project. Uh, So that's taken up most of my time. I haven't had 
a ton of time to write a whole lot of poetry or to submit it. Um, I don't know if that violates some sort of uh, uh, moray of this program, but uh, I, uh, I'm really excited about this this project right now, and it's, and it's taken away, unfortunately, from from both being able to write and and submit poetry. But I think the cool thing about the contest is that uh, you know, like I said, I. I submitted three poems last year and you know in all honesty and seriousness I didn't think that any one of them had a chance to to win this contest especially after I saw how many how many entries there were but the two that I was you know really the most proud of uh, were never heard from again and the one that I threw in almost on a lark ended up ended up winning so I mean I think it's a different kind of contest in that you don't necessarily have uh, uh, judges that are looking through the lens of a academic rubric. It's sort of what hits them and what speaks to them, and I think that's, that's really a cool thing. I don't know if you get that with most contests, whether it be a chapel contest or a single poem contest or, or whatever. Well, I, I think you've keyed into... Um uh, sort of the mission of the Poetry Superhighway, which is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. And with that in mind, there are so many different sensibilities. I mean, we, we've had certainly had um, judges um, on the more academic side and people who've been published on, on Poetry Superhighway um, and and people who are, are far from that. And um, I, I think... Um, and I've, I've had the same experience submitting work to places and 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 being super proud of particular pieces and think oh this this piece perfectly matches this publication they're going to love this and they take this other piece that I kind of just mm-hmm. just threw in you know um and it's it's kind of uh you never know what someone is going to to take or and and in this particular contest we have three different people all with their own sensibilities and um I I think it it helps um really level the playing field for anyone who's considering entering i mean the the poem that that you love the best might might not be the one that that chris or kathleen likes the best and uh so uh, or one that you hate you know you might give a, a low score to might still might have a chance with the other two judges so um and that's that's really sort of the reason why it's it's set up this way so um i'm i'm glad you keyed into that do you remember what you what you won last year besides the uh the cash uh, well, I, I mostly concentrated on the cash, as did my wife, who no longer <laughs> bugs me about sneaking off to, uh, you know, to write poetry for an hour like she used to before that cash came in. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of what I want. I know that uh, part of the win uh, from one of your sponsors, uh, actually, I think one of the judges, Brad, from Ireland, was uh, a feature of, of one of my poems and a short interview in their Renfrilly Review, and that was kind of a cool thing. I don't know if that's you know, something that's year to year or whatnot, but uh, I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, so, yeah, it was certainly between the money and that uh, that extra opportunity to, to get a poem out there and, and a little interview, uh, it was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I'd have – there's so many sponsors, I, I would actually have to check the um, the list again uh, to, to see if that was something that was being uh, offered again this year i'm i'm honestly not sure offhand but um uh but any anyone can look at the list of of sponsors by going to uh, poetrysuperhighway.com and clicking on 2011 contest and you can see i think there's 33 sponsors uh, who've and all of the pri- different kinds of prizes that they've donated are there 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 is one prize like like that uh, a feature on another website i'm not positive it's from the the same place that uh that you uh, that you mentioned, but um, cool. All right. Well, um, I asked you guys to uh, if you could pick out two poems to to read as as part of this, so the people listening could sort of get a sense of where it is that you come from in poetry, what it is that you like, and what it, what is what it is that you uh, uh, output. So um, uh, one of them is a poem by uh, someone else. So I wonder if we could start with. Uh, with that, uh, that one, Nick. Nick, um, uh, let's let you go first this time. Do, can you can you read the poem that you uh, picked by by someone else? 
I guess I could do that. Uh, well, here's what happened. I was looking through uh, every book of poetry that I have, and I pretty much decided on, on something by Gregory Corso. But then I thought, you know, I I don't have the right. So what I'm going to do is, uh it's okay with you, is uh, read something, a very short poem, just three lines, that I co-wrote with my son. So uh, if uh, I don't know if the uh, the listeners could hear him in the background earlier in the program, but uh, I'd have him read it, but he, he's in timeout right now. So uh, <laughs> let me just get myself prepared here. I want to make sure I read this with the uh, uh, the necessary solemnity. Okay, this is entitled Toilet Paper. When you're stuck to the side of the bowl, half in the water, half on the rim, still attached to the roll. Gregory Corso, eat your heart out. <laughs> he should. How old is your son? Uh, he's six. Six, six years old. He, he helped me uh, put that one together. We're pretty proud of it. As you should be. One of the very first poems I wrote was in Syracuse, New York. Uh, 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 it was three lines, and it was an acrostic about pigs uh, that I wrote actually in uh, Jamesville DeWitt Middle School when uh, when a group of poets came to uh, teach poetry uh, uh, in in our classes. Uh, so uh, uh, he, he's on a good path. Uh, there can I so if you don't want to read the Corso poem that's that's fine um, uh, but do you want to maybe mention why you would have read that poem so people can sort of uh, get get some insight as to you and and you know in, in terms of what your sensibility might be oh sure sure um, you know if I had to, to describe my perfect poet uh, it would probably be uh, you know if uh, Allen Ginsberg Charles Bukowski and Richard Rodigan had a child together. Uh, if you can sort of imagine what that poetry might look like, mm-hmm. um, I have I, I have a penchant for uh, for irrelevant shit. That's uh, that's something that maybe uh, makes me different than than some of the other judges, that, or, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but uh, I'm a huge Charles Bukowski fan and, and Richard Brodigan, but I love the sincerity of. of I don't know if you want to call them the more serious or more romantic beats like Ginsberg and Corso. And so in my poetry, I sort of try to combine the best of both. You know, a sincerity. Um, I like the kind of true belief of, of Allen Ginsberg and the, the Buddhist tinge, but I love the, uh, the irreverence of, uh, of Bukowski and Brodigan and, and people like that. Uh, and your work as well, obviously. Um, he didn't pay me to say that. I really, really do like your stuff, Rick. Thanks. So um, if people are looking for, um, you know, where I'm coming from, that, that's sort of it right there. Well, it's a good insight, and um, and, and your additional check is in the mail. Um uh Bra- Brodigan is certainly my my all-time favorite uh, uh poet. I I never hesitate to mention his name when someone says who's who is the biggest influence on and you who's who's your favorite poet. And there's a lot of other people I would list as well, but certainly um uh, uh Brodigan changed a, a lot for me in terms of of how I wrote and and what I I realized I could write about. So that's that's very cool to uh to uh to hear that. Um, all right, so, uh, Chris, how about you? Um, do, do you have a poem from someone else? I do. I found this wonderful poem uh, that that was a, a winner of another competition that I thought I would share. Um, this was the grand prize winner in 2010 of the Atlanta Review Poetry Competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it, it goes on a bit, so um, I'll get right to it if it's okay. It's called Alleluia by Rebecca Baggett, who's a wonderful poet. And it goes like this. I saw you, O oh God, in the long brown legs of my daughter, in her fingers that shape prayer without words. I saw you when she cartwheeled eight times across the green field and rose, staggering, panting, exulting. You shone and shone like a cartwheel of light from the body of my brown and joyful girl. And oh, my daughter's sweet bones flashing beneath her skin, beneath that thin, taut glaze, that cherished illusion, the shape of you glowing, glowing. 
At first, I did not know you in the lank, black body of the roadside, torn, rank with blood and fear. Like the others, I passed you by, but I turned back, although I did not recognize you, wrapped you in the worn pink blanket from the back seat. Your blood-filled eye blinked unsurprised at the blank and voiceless sky, but I felt your heart tremble beneath my hand, felt the heart's old, persistent music, beyond logic, beyond hope. And so I heaved you into the car, and I drove to the veterinarian, murmuring, all right, it's all right, it's all right, though I never believed it. While your blood seeped into the blanket, and your stench filled my nostrils, and I prayed I would not have to touch you again. Then your scrabbling feet stilled to the sound of my voice, and you pushed your dirty head against my thigh, and a great purr rumbled from your broken chest, and I knew you, and you died. It was a day there was no pain, though I knew pain would follow, like an old dog that will not leave, knew I'd pay for this hour tramping the banks of the Oconee with a cold skewer of pain through my hip and my knee, but it didn't matter. That was the day I decided to be happy, thinking that happiness may be the only thing you want from us, the only gift you can use. How else could you have seen the black dragonfly dancing over the dark water, the flash of iridescent blue beneath its wings, quick as a breath? How else could you see the, the dragonfly dart then hesitate above the mossy green bank as if it gave pleasure deliberately? How could you perceive the green dimness falling between trees, that antique stillness, then the vermilion leaves, startling, unexpected, like an exclamation of delight? How could you receive that moment when one, then two, then three dragonflies skimmed over the Oconee River, except through me? except through me, except through me. Very nice, Chris, and well-read as well. Why Why that poem? I just love the way she opens up a world in that poem. She opens up worlds, multiple worlds. She moves from her daughter to a to, to, to roadkill and finds grace and beauty and in all of that, and then takes the reader out into nature and, 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 and back again to her own pain and does it all so lyrically and beautifully and uh, without without a wasted motion, I think. Just love it. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing it with us. Um, Kathleen, what, uh, what, what do you have for us? I have a poem um, I got from... Uh, the poem a day that is sent around by the Academy of American Poets, and it's it's a great source of poetry. I mean, I have tons of poetry books, but they always send things I'm you know I might not be familiar with, or a poet I've never heard of, and they're they're all wonderful poems. But um, this one is called um, "My Mother with No White Dove" by Reginald Shepherd. No dove at all, coo rooing through the dusk and foraging for small seeds. My mother was the clouded overnight a moon swims through, the dark against which stars switched themselves on, so many already dead by now. Stars switched themselves off and are my mother. She was never so celestial, so clearly seen. My mother was the murderous flight of crows, stifled, black plumage gleaming among black branches, taken for nocturnal leaves, the difference between two darks, a cacophony of needs in the bare tree silhouette, a flight of feathers scattering black. She was the night streetlights opposed, perched for the crows, their purchase on sight, obscure bruise across the sky, making up names for rain. My mother always falling with never snow, no kind of bird, pigeon, or crow. Very nice, Kathleen, uh, and also well-read. I, I can see um, we have uh, three unique sensibilities among our judges, um, <laughs> which... Uh, 
which is uh, which is perfect, which is absolutely perfect, um, and should inc- be encouraging to anyone considering entering the contest. Um, any particular thoughts on that poem and why why you chose to read it? Well, I love the unexpectedness of it. I mean, the unexpected use of language, the way it goes places. We don't think it's going to go. The subject matter, even, you know, is different from what you would expect from a mother poem and and the beauty of the language i mean it's just, it's got this kind of dark beauty and the way it sounds i mean just making up names for rain i i think it's a gorgeous poem even though the subject matter is dark yeah Cool. Well, thank you for sharing uh, that one with us. I want to invite anyone who might be listening or who might be uh, online, if you have any, if you're considering entering the contest and if you have any specific questions you want to ask our three contest judges about what it is that they're looking for uh, when they're reading your poems or or me about how the contest is run, feel free to uh, either call in live. The number is 646-716-7300. Six two, and I'll uh, put you on the air, and you can ask directly. Um, I believe you can call in via Skype, or there might be a click to talk button on the website uh, uh, as well, uh, through which you're listening to the show. Um, or if you'd like, you can uh, send an instant message to me, um, either on the AIM network. My uh, screen name there is Rick Poet, um, or uh, on Facebook, uh, or you can uh, log into the chat room at Blog Talk Radio, where our our show is hosted, and post a question. Uh, there and I'll be happy to uh, to to say the question live to the judges if you uh, happen to have one. All right, so uh, uh, I guess for the next round, before we get into the uh, the details of of the contest and what you're looking for, um, let's give you guys a chance to read uh, one of your uh, own poems. Uh, Nick, I guess you did that already. Uh, well, that was that was sort of a, a co-written poem. I have another one ready. Okay. But- you'd like to hear it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, This is simply entitled Thought. I couldn't think of a better name for it. Lucent, deliberate curtains in Cape Cod after rain, rhythmically stirring like a reluctant bridal curtsy, to the strapping vigor of the seashore winds of yesterday's listening uninhabited early morning coastline that found us for an instant an undisturbed family of storied history and unbounded future, as insignificant as the gradually warming granules of once proud stone, maybe mountains, yet as whole in all there is, as the ceaseless ocean ballet itself, a graceful and potent opus, as formless and original as the hysterical wave-leaving child's imaginative steps, as structured and instinctual as the simplest creatures that crawl from its belly to eventually develop the great works collecting dust and vacation house shelves because they can't compete with breeze shadows. Hmm. <clears throat> well done, Nick. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, and I assure you, by the way, uh, uh, that the other two judges uh, for all three of you will not be scoring your poems, so uh, don't be embarrassed about sharing your poems on this call. Um, uh, uh, Kathleen, how about, uh, how about you? Do you have one of your own? Sure, I do. I, I'll read one from my second book. It's called My Florida. And, um, you know, one of the kind of inspirations for me is I like to write from sometimes other artwork, like, you know, the old Ephrasis. And yeah. in particular, this is um, a lot of these poems are, are based on photographs by Walker Evans. I mean, he actually took quite a few. And in Florida, they were supposed to be. To, you know, to help generate tourism, but of course they probably had the opposite effect. Um, but this one is from an old Ringling Brothers. It's, it's a photograph of his uh, from an old Ringling Brothers poster, and it's called "In the Kingdom of My Sin." A lion stares one-eyed from a torn Ringling Brothers poster. The monstrous curved teeth of its upper jaw ripped away. What little fever ate through the paper, swelling and swelling my brain. I put my eyeball to its eyeball, but I backed down first. 
the one I bore and the one I bore her with, daughter, husband, threw their longing at me like raw meat through the bars of a cage. I could not help but devour it. When I was finally engorged, they emptied my body. The number seven etched in bold, old-fashioned script along the lion's mane. The eighth sin, the most deadly, not even counted. They asked for the keys to the U-Haul, and I gave them. What kind eats most in this animal world? The kind whose crimes are greatest or whose songs are sweetest. They backed out of the driveway, trunks and knapsacks strapped to the roof. The beast roared its warning. Death cures us of our terror of death. What cure is there for the terror of love? Hmm. Well done. Thank you. Um, uh, Chris, do you have one of your uh, your poems? I do. This is a poem that comes out of a weekly poetry writing class I take with Laurel Ann Bogan here in L.A., mm. uh, who is a wonderful poet. And this is called, uh, the poem's called, This is How I Hate You. It infuriates me how I fall in love with you, how you live so quickly I can't keep up. So I can, So I simply won't compete with your knowing looks, your perfectly knotted scarves, your skin that gleams even in the dull light of June gloom? What good is it even to try to pick up the pieces of my own life here in the perfection of yours? I am not inspired. I am barely even here. My humor and light are vanishing before my own astonished eyes, and there you stand, regal, no need to parse or bargain. Yes, I'm bursting with love for you, becoming an old cliché here in the sight of God, dogs, and children, those keen observers of ambition and success. Well done. I'm a big fan of Laurel Ann Bogan uh, as well. Um, cool to hear that you're, uh, that you're studying with her, and a nice poem as well. Well, I'm always amazed at how quickly uh, uh, the time goes when I'm uh, w- when we're doing these shows. We're, we've got uh, a little more than ten minutes left, and I want to make sure we get into uh, your thoughts on what you're looking for in the poems that you um, that you're scoring. And so, uh, maybe first question: You you, you all have seen um, just over thirty poems so far. Uh, many more have been entered, by the way, but I don't pass them on to you until I actually get the. Uh, get the entry fees but um any comments on what you've seen so far in the um the 30 or so entries that you've all scored um nick let's start with you well that reminds me i i owe you a few um there's been a few i gotta be honest with you that have just knocked me on the ass um there's some there's some really good poets out there uh they're everywhere and i think that's why it's so competitive Man, there was some talk earlier about you know how frustrating it is uh, sometimes to to get out there and how much money it costs, but it, it's just it's fantastic that there's that much great poetry out there. So, yeah, I mean, 30 poems in, and, and there's already been some uh, some pieces that have really uh, spoken to me. So I'm excited to see what's going to come after. I mean, I know there's a lot more poetry to come. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. Um, cool. Well, thank you, uh, Chris. What about you? Uh, uh, w- any comments on what you've seen so far? Yeah, I um, I echo Nick. It's really amazing uh, the the amount of stuff that's out there and the different forms it takes. You know, I uh, I I love to be like I said with the Rebecca Baggett poem. I love to just be taken into someone else's world, into their own worldview and if i get that sense of being transported that's that's what that's what really moves me and some of what i've seen has done just that uh and it comes in unexpected forms you know it can it can be it can be done in in five or six lines uh on the other hand some of what has has really gotten my attention is in an unusually long form uh, so far, but uh, it, it just—it's it, like a, a present waiting to be unwrapped. I, I just can't wait to get the rest of them and, and to keep going in this uh, in this process. I love it. Cool, cool, very cool. Uh, Kathleen, how about you? 
Yeah, you know, pretty much the same as Nick and Chris. I've um, screened manuscripts for a Brooklyn manuscript contest before, and then, and then you know, I'm, I'm going to do this one, and I always you get this kind of feeling of dread, like, oh my God, I'm going to read a bunch of bad poetry. It ne- it doesn't happen. It's also it's all good, and I'm surprised too that there's this, and pleased that there's just that much good. Um, poetry out there and you know I see poems that aren't the kind of poems that I um, you you know that aren't the ones that like I get those books and read those sorts of books but they're really good poems and you know they take me to somewhere else and, and I, I look for a lot of the same thing too I mean I'm like it's got to be something kind of magical in it something that speaks to you in some way because I mean, we're all often writing the same themes. I mean, think about it. They're, they're not all that different, but it's how the poet says them. And, and there's so much that's been so very well said. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading more of them also. Well, I'm I'm certainly glad to hear that because many, many more will be coming. Typically, uh, we have... Uh, uh, you know, th- there hasn't been a contest with less than 500 poems in the last uh, few years, so it's uh, uh, we're really right at the beginning of it, and it comes in waves. There'll be slow weeks, and and in particular as we get towards the end, there'll be really it, at least if it if it's uh, as it's been, uh, there should be some very busy uh, days uh, around that time uh, as well. Um, so, in terms of specifically what you're looking for when you're Scoring the poems. Um, what is it that that you find uh, um, that makes a, a score go up or or down, um, both from a, a technical point of view as well as um, a, a content uh, point of view? Um, Chris, can we start with you? That's a tough question because each time I open up the poem, it's a it's a it's a new experience. I think that. Uh, what I don't, what I don't seem to respond to, and, and like Kathleen said, there are going to be poems that are not going to be, uh, they're not going to be in the particular kinds of genres that I like. But, but I think uh, I'm trying to look past that into some techniques, some skill, some capacity to open up new worlds, uh, and a sense that something's not just completely obscure in the mind and the heart of the poet, but something that opens out. Uh, and allows me to walk in their shoes and to see what's really going on in their heart and their mind. If, uh, I'm, I'm all for surrealism, and I write in a surreal, surrealistic style very often. But for me, I, I want there to be some sense of the universal, something relatable there that, that opens out rather than has a feeling of closing back in on itself. What about the like the mechanics? I mean, do, do things like... Um I don't know form or even like spelling errors or, or that kind of thing. Uh, 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 line breaks. Do, does that have much of an effect on on when you're looking at the piece? Well, to tell you the truth, it, it, it does. You know, if there's a if there's a spelling, if there's something that feels if there's something that feels deliberate, you know, whether it's a line break or a spelling choice uh, or or a choice of, of of form or content, if it has a sense of something deliberately. Uh, thought through and, and, and reasoned, then you know I don't have any I don't have any problem with that. I'm not in this with a little red pen trying to be a school marmish or a grammar teacher. Far be it for me to try to do that, you know. But but um, there are other experiences when you read something and it feels it has a sense of being unfinished, perhaps, or 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 if it if it veers over into sloppiness, I think that that does have have an impact. I'm 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 really looking for the the artful. Right, <clears throat> which you know it, it could Im- it should involve an attention to detail, uh, uh, I suppose. So, okay, good. Uh, Kathleen, how about you on that question? Well, I hate to sound school marmish. Um, I am an English <laughs> teacher, <laughs> but, um, and I'm not. You know, yeah, things that are deliberately done, of course, and as long as it's you know they're clearly deliberately done. Is is great, and I love the word that um, is used. Artful. That's that's what you look for. 
Um, but, yeah, I think spelling matters, and I think line breaks matter, because, you know, form, support, it's there to support meaning, and I like, I want to see a polished poem, something that I know the poets worked on, and not just dashed off, and I like to see um, deep style imagery, um, even if something, I think this was said too, even if something is, is surrealistic, it has to have an anchor and real emotion or it, it's, you know, just fooling around. But a poem does have to, uh, yeah, I mean, for me it has to be polished. And okay. by that I don't mean a perfect grammatical poem, but I mean something that makes sense within its own context, the context of its own form. Right. Well, that certainly uh, certainly makes sense. Um, so great. Okay, um, Nick, how about you? Uh, I'm looking first and foremost for for poems that say something new. Uh, I, I mean, I get really excited when uh, when a poem uh, gives me a new insight uh, or or a well worn thought that uh, the poet approaches from a new angle. You know, like Kathleen mentioned earlier. You know, essentially, we're I think all of us are are around the same sort of, of themes in many of our poems. So to be able to take a, a well-worn thought and to present it from a new way uh, is, is pretty exciting. I do pay attention to form, not necessarily meter, but, but rhythm, sort of the internal rhythm of the poem. Uh, sounds are very important to me. I react very strongly to sound. Uh, does the poem come together in a way that, uh, that, it, uh, that it should? And and certainly purpose is is the poet trying to accomplish a, a specific goal with the poem? Is there an end in mind that they want the reader to uh, to establish at the end of the poem, or is it great language but not necessarily going anywhere? So I certainly look for purpose for the way that the words are put together and for the original insight that that led to that poem, that gave birth to that poem. Got it. Well, these are all really good tips. Anyone, uh, I, I'm hoping that people considering uh, entering are really paying attention to you guys because I think this will only benefit them and also uh, uh, increase uh, your enjoyment of reading their poems uh, as well, a win all around. Well, we're really um, coming up to the end here. I'm wondering if in literally 20 seconds, uh, if, if, if y'all could give any final major general uh, a tip to uh, people entering the contest um, right now. Um, Nick, why don't you keep going? Do you, you got something like that? Uh, that's a really tough question to, to answer. It sounds like we have three judges that are looking for, in some ways, similar similar uh, features, similar characteristics, but also are coming from, from different places, I would say, you know, bring your best and uh, and hope for the best. There's uh, a chance that any poem that's out there by any poet is, is going to win this contest. And like I said earlier, I think that that maybe separates this contest from many of the other ones that are, that are out there. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Chris, what about you? Draft, redraft, edit, read it out loud, edit, redraft, read it out loud, push send. Is that the, is that a patented recipe that you've uh, you've, you've come up with? <laughs> oh, I live by that. Yeah, that's that's a tribute that I attribute all of my best uh, success as a poet to that mantra. Yeah. There you go. Okay, and uh, Kathleen. I would say just send in your best work and then throw in that filler poem because that's the one that's going to win. I think that was true for me and one of the others, so don't forget the filler poem. Well, great. Um, I want to thank you guys uh, so much for taking time out today to uh, to have this conversation, um, and I'm very excited about working with you guys over the next uh, couple months as as uh, as the contest progresses. Um, uh, I've got 30 seconds left, so I just want to uh, let people know uh, you can get all the guidelines to enter by going to PoetrySuperHighway.com, clicking on 2011 contest, and or email guidelines at PoetrySuperHighway.com, and um, all the info is there. We clearly have uh, 
three judges who are, are really open and uh, to, to reading all kinds of poetry and who are very excited to, to see what you'll send them. So I hope you enter. Good luck to everyone. Thank you so much, Chris, Nick, and Kathleen, for uh, being on the line today and for all the work that uh, that you're about to do. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, that's.